0: Hello, my name is Matt. I'm Jason. And uh, we've been friends forever, since high school. Yep. We didn't put the intro in the text document, so I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying right now. Fucking hold on a second, hold on, hold on. I'll pull it up in the other one. Shit. All right, let's do this shit again, because we're a professional fucking podcast. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm Jason. We've been friends since high school, and we've played in a lot of bands together.
1: Music has always been a part of our friendship. We wanted to start this podcast to talk about the records that are meaningful to us, not necessarily the best records of any time period under anyone else's judgment, just our own stupidity. And we are often
0: stupid. Sometimes (laughs) we're going to talk about really good albums, sometimes we're going to talk about really, really shitty albums, but all of them mean something to us.
1: This is We Listen To Records. We listen to records. That's fine. The concept was, let's start a band where you play an instrument you've never played before. It was basically drunken ridiculousness. But all of a sudden, I felt like life made more sense. What started off as a joke got me going out to see shows. The way the organ began was an offshoot of full sketch. I wanted to take the same sound and do it with singing. The first time we recorded, we used an assortment of borrowed amps and guitars. I thought more care put into these elements and not the actual recorded performances. We decided that the album would sound better if more attention was given to the playing. We used our own crappy gear despite the popping and buzzing and were much happier with the results. That's Katie Sketch, lead singer of The Organ, who we're talking about today, who I picked last week. And The Organ... uh, God, I can't even remember how I first heard of them um, I remember where I first heard them but that's just because you played them for me I mean I there was a period I was listening to a lot of the organ um they're basically so you're
0: listening to their only album which is album. grab that gun from 2004 um, um are they,
1: were they an all women's band is that my they ended up they just randomly they ended up all women you know f- through no sort of like you know, master plan or anything. It was basically like, um, Katie sketch who has an awesome name was, uh, trying to start, you know, had a bunch of bands, a bunch of random things, you know, she was kind of like, uh, you know, into like a lot of 80s shit, obviously. Um, the, you know, new order, the Smiths, the cure, all, all that stuff. And, um, uh, ended up sort of like starting that other band called this, the sketch or something what did I just say in that quote the full sketch sketch. yeah and that was like had a couple of members of the organ and then they were sort of like hey let's take this seriously so um, and they had this organ that you're hearing this like Hammond organ that they were like um, that her friend Jenny Smith would play and uh, she was like well we're going to have an organ in the band for sure so it's, it's Jenny and the organ and that's how they came up with the organ uh as uh the band name and then they just auditioned people for a long time and I think it took it took them a while. I mean this is like Vancouver in the early two thousands and I think it was basically like, you know, um Katie's sketch was like, I have this idea for this sound. It's very specific. This very, you know, eighties sound of Susie and the Banshees kind of yeah, definitely. And, yeah. And what she ended up doing was like finding people that she liked and had the same idea of sound. Like their drummer uh, didn't really know how to play drums, but they were like, we think she's awesome and we're just going to help her figure it out. And that's who's on this record, you know, so it's nuts. I just, have, really, to, really, I just really, have to take have a minute to hear, here yeah. to read
0: the names of the members of the band because this yes. is amazing. So, so it is. you have Katie Sketch, yep. Jenny Smith with a Y, yep. Yep. Deborah Cohen, we're doing good so far, <laughs> Shmoo Ritchie. That's badass. Face. And then Shelby Stocks.
1: This, yeah, this, like,
0: if you use these names in a script, it would be sent back for a rewrite, man. Oh, and then Ashley Weber, which is fine, whatever. But, but Shmoo, Richie, Shelby Stocks, and Katie yeah. Sketch. It's like, yeah. like those are improv names.
1: Yeah, right. Seriously. Yeah, I kind of don't know that uh, Shmoo is her real name. I, don't, I, kind of don't I, I, I doubt her birth certificate says Shmoo. But she goes but I, around in the world using that, so that's interesting. It's true. There's although there's no link here on Wikipedia. I do. I did always love that about bands, how they would just be like, "Yeah, um, um, Bobby, uh, no dick," and this is uh, Johnny J- Fuckface, retard. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. And you would look at the credits of a record and just know that it was going to. be good. I
0: mean, on the last because... episode, we brought up the Dead Kennedys, and they, you know. East Bay Ray and
1: uh, right, DH right, Um I don't know when that finally hit me that like, you know what? These are made up names. It's just fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. And it always kind of bothered me like, well, wait a minute, but how do you know that that's that person? Or I don't know. It just, it it took, I think it actually took a while to sink in that like, it doesn't fucking
0: matter. Well, and it's like, there's the people who have ridiculous names or like obvious stage names, like Nikki yes. Six or whatever. But like, right. didn't the drummer from Slint play in the breeders under just some other random like boring white dude name? I don't
1: know, I don't know that. Is that true?
0: Yeah, that was in that uh, Slint documentary that we watched together. The Breadcrumb Trail. I didn't know that he changed his name. Yeah, he performed like under a different name. That's
1: very weird. Well, we'll have
0: to rewatch that documentary. Like, that was one thing I, I remembered from that is just being like, "What a random thing to do!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like he was—he didn't change his name from like you know Brian Johnson to like right. like Harold Largecock or something like that. He just was like, he just picked another like Doug, Doug Anderson, Anderson, like some really boring ass name. Uh I—I I know a guy named Doug Anderson. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast.
1: So yeah, so I like that that they I sort of like that they're probably playing with that idea a little bit in this band which i think was great to just make up a persona and go with it and i know that like you know i think this is one of those cases of a band that is like so in love with this sound and getting together and playing music and being jerks and drinking and whatever and eventually that's what you know, led to the end where um, another quote I found was that um, was Katie saying, by the end, we're completely unable to communicate. We'd all become self depreciating. We were fighting all the time. We were basically drunk all the time. We had no time to separate. It was like being in a bad domestic situation all the time. When you have five girls touring in really terrible circumstances where you're all in the same van and sleep in the same hotel room every night and you're drinking a lot, you have a, real, a lot of fun times, but there's a lot of fighting. There's always something going on and that's all because the record label, everybody was pushing, pushing, pushing. So this is like just the saddest like perfect storm of they were so into this music and this concept It took maybe three years to get this band together and actually have some songs, release, you know, a demo, a couple hundred bucks. Everybody went crazy for it. They played live. Everybody loved it. But the band, like, wasn't, like, used to playing live, so they would have, like, super uh, hard time just getting up in front of people and playing. Right. So they wasted, and that's why they lasted five years, which is a long time when you think about it.
0: (laughs) It's funny. I, um... On Wikipedia, they have a link to the Oregon web web page. Okay. Which um, it, is on the Wayback. It's you, It doesn't really exist. It's on the Wayback Machine. It's on, okay. on archive.org, and it's, okay. um, the was captured by the Wayback Machine on July thirtieth of two thousand eight. Shit, is this, is the yeah. I'm looking at, and it's um, basically it's just a, a, a like a graphic, a, a nice kind of drawing. It's like kind of beautiful. Are you looking at it? And and then um, you know it has some text about you know June 9th, two thousand seven. Um, we're sorry, we're breaking up. Signed the band yeah. members. And then the part that cracked me up is it has a link to Schmoo's new band, um, right. and the link is
1: to a MySpace page. Right. Sure. Well, that I mean I heard that's where they announced that they were first breaking up was on the Oregon MySpace, which I'm like, I get. Wow, that was not that long ago. Well, I mean, I mean two thousand eight not feel that long ago and yet it completely well, was, it's guess.
0: a decade um <laughs> which on in internet time is an eternity um but also like can we just talk can we just talk about myspace for a second because in this okay. era like 2003 four, five, six, yeah. like, my myspace started off as sort of like it was after friendster if i remember correctly i might be wrong Friendster was sort of like, hey, I'm just going to have friends on the internet and we'll, I don't know, be able to like talk to each other somehow. I, I never got Friendster. Yes. But then no. MySpace was more like, I'm I'm going to have my own web page and be able to put shit on it and then right. other people can write shit on it too is, is basically what it was. So, right. so like pre-Facebook, but, but you could design your own page, you could have your own graphics and everything. And I just remember like, almost overnight it was like the band pay, like only bands oh, yeah. were on myspace
1: everybody else was oh, like sure. shit and it was just like how's myspace having that super fucked up thing of your top five where it was like you would put your friends in order you know Remember? oh that? yeah you had to like pick your and favorite would, people yeah yeah yeah. and that was that's uh that's pretty fucked that is pretty <laughs> that funny. was a lot
0: well <laughs> and also i mean not for nothing but MySpace was the place where you could have music start loading the minute your page came in. Yeah. So I think that's why bands liked it because you could like immediately bombard people with your, with your sound. Right. 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 I remember helping a few friends set up their MySpace for their various bands back in the day.
1: Oh yeah. Totally. Um, no, it makes sense. It's, I mean, it's the same thing as Facebook now or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Well,
0: it's funny how how Facebook in a lot of ways is sort of like a regression where like you can't, I mean, other than uploading a a profile picture or like a header picture, like you can't really customize your thing. It's the, it's the Facebook look. Oh,
1: you can't at all. Yeah. And, and everybody's
0: fine with that. They're just like, (laughs) yeah, I'm just going to like post dumb recipes and shit. Like whatever. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I will say, um, I do run a Facebook page for my film department at the college that I work at. And my favorite sure. thing about pages like for or you know organizations or clubs or whatever is that you can schedule things in advance. So I will like take an afternoon and I'll post like 4 months worth of content and then it it yeah. just rolls out on its own. I love that. I don't like I like I feel like like my own personal Facebook I just post like dumb jokes about my wife and whatever but like for a business like i don't want to fucking come up with content every day for like my job i just don't want to think about it but like i'm willing to take one day anyway we're way off topic uh let's listen to the organ play some music
1: yeah i was gonna say my my i want i was trying to think about my favorite track let me just quickly uh let me, let me see here if it's this one I mean, this one is fucking great Basement band song. I mean, this just sums up right. the organ for me. You know what I mean? It's like oh, Rock It Out. It's like Rock It Out. song about
2: the made- rules well
0: what was that song called again basement band song right um yeah it's weird i remember being in vermont with you at your family's cabin in vermont and and you put this on and it was like we were in the middle of the woods with no like internet or phones or anything and like (laughs) this came on and it was it was like it was like being transported back in time sort of yeah to yeah. to like I don't know, like the eighties and Susie and the Banshees and all that stuff. But at the same time it it it's also really contemporary in a way that I, I can't quite put my figure on. Like they're they're
1: they have one foot in each world, you know? Yeah, they do. They totally do. It's that it's what's funny like for me it's that like simplicity of the arrangement and the instrumentation. And I mean they, they have there's like no effect on that guitar. It's like maybe a little cor- kind of chorus kind of like Crank up the treble, but it's just like a real basic guitar. Draw everything has like a very kind of flat sound. Yeah, but that's also not just that sort of post punk '80s sound. It's funny because you just fucking I just use post punk for unwound for whoever the fuck. (laughs) Well, everything
0: has you know post punk punk doesn't. Everything is post punk.
1: Fucking fucking M is
0: post punk in terms of like chronology.
1: Entire fucking record collection is post punk. Really, let's face sure, it. Sure, sure. With a few punk records, it's like punk and then all post punk. So it doesn't. It's garbage. I got to stop using that. Um, uh, but it's that. It's that minimal sound that's like almost robotic. Like, like even that. Here, listening to it now, it's like, it's like Devo, kind of like very sharp and like like a metronome you know but then her vocal is very like a little bit disaffected a little bit like you know I'm I'm over this but but I'm you know I'm not like so like depressed and emo is like a cure or something like that like it's not going all out like that it's very like sort of cold which I like I don't know there's there's, it's just it just totally gets me on like all of those levels right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for some reason. And yeah, it felt like by the time I heard about it, I, I'm pretty sure they were done already. Sure. I managed to, gra- to get all of their seven inches, though, and uh, play those forever. But it's
0: funny. I This I, album comes out of an era, and I think it's like, uh, for lack of a better term, it's the MySpace era. It's sort of the the end of when radio dominated it's sort of like when you could start streaming stuff or or, or napstering stuff when ipods started existing so people didn't listen to albums anymore they just listened to songs and i feel yeah. like there's so many bands that i i can think of from this era like 2003 4,5, whatever that, that kind of yeah. got one album out and then disappeared and it was mm. good stuff but it just wasn't a time when people were buying music in this way anymore like like grab that gun yeah is an album like it has a beginning it has a middle it has an end it's like classic in that way um yeah and this is an era where like people are like looking for that one hit song and they don't give a shit about anything else and you know no. bands were still thinking that way but labels were just like i'm just gonna put out the one hit that'll go on the ipod and you know there's so much stuff that came out in this time that just kind of dropped off the face of the earth because it didn't hook
1: yeah i think in this case there was a lot, from what I was reading, there's a lot of other issues that were happening. Like they were, because they're from Vancouver, they signed with Mint Records, which is a Vancouver label. Who I don't, I can't really. I mean, they're they're tiny. I couldn't find any anybody that I really knew of else that they, that they put out that I even recognized. So they had to pair with another label in Canada, Six O Four Records, which is run by the guy in Nickelback. <laughs> believe it. So, I mean, so they put and this is what fucked them is they put this record out in a joint label like situation where both of the labels had to agree on everything to do to move oh, forward. That'll so the, so that took forever getting it out. And then they were like, Look, we need to sign with somebody in the US if we're gonna do anything. Because like the, the reality is we can't just tour and play in Canada and be okay. Like they really wanted to make a go of this. So they and they wanted to get on beggars. Group who were originally British and had an arm in, in the States, and they wanted to get on Beggar's Group, which is a huge label, and that would have been amazing, but uh, the labels in Canada, there was some issue with them, so they couldn't get released on them, and they got released on some t- other tiny label in Europe, so they toured there for a tiny bit. but It was just like, it, I mean, they said, like, it was just trying to tour and promote this record, little by little by little by little and just it never catching on. And they're just constantly, you know, like with no money and then all of nowhere, all five of them together, like find just like, fuck this. Let's go back to fucking Canada. And, uh, the organist, uh, Smith and, uh, sketch opened up a bar in Toronto actually, which has closed <laughs> now. Yeah. But, uh, so like you know i don't think it was like we hate each other it was just like come on how long are we going to do this and and it just happened to be like so many sort of missteps of the labels or not or you know and they and she even says like that was probably a mistake in hindsight signing with both of them right. we should gone after some, somebody bigger and we should have definitely signed with someone in, in the states if we wanted to like actually get somewhere and i mean you can hear like They know what the fuck they're doing. This sound is fucking great. And this is like a case of also like their bands get produced by engineers and sound engineers and and producers. And, and, but I really can tell in this case. And what's, what's really funny is, um, uh, Katie sketch, like a friend of her dad's was an audio engineer. And she ended up like her dad had a company like, you know, electrician or something. And she worked for her dad and they wired his studio and he would let her borrow records and like, you know, Eurythmics and all kinds of like punk rock, uh, you know, Blondie and stuff. And she was like, awesome. And she was sort of a classically trained, you know, um, pianist or, or violinist or something. So, uh, so that's what first got her and I guess this guy did a lot of like 80s stuff and she was like learned from him about that sound right? and loved it and was like you know I'm going to carry this into what we're going to do like it's it's one thing to be able to write great songs and, and play live I mean for a band to work there has to be so many fucking things that shouldn't come together you have to be really good live You have to have a great live show, which is a whole performance aspect that is anti a lot of people's personality who want to just create music. Then you have to be able to be really good in a studio and know what the fuck you're doing and record your stuff. And then you have to be able to write those things in the first place. And I think in this case, this is like a perfect storm of the writing and the um, producing recording part but the live stuff. I mean, although I'm sure they did great shows. They they did it sounded like they had a lot of um sort of like issues that probably would have been worked out performing live, but well, and then and then even if all those three things go right, you still have to have like somebody to I mean, I you think and then, you know, as this, I'm,
0: you know, now. as you're talking, I'm sort of clicking around. I think it's really telling in a lot of ways that nobody went on to do anything
1: else. Well, they did though. I, I was looking and it seems like almost all the members are sort of doing side projects. And the other thing is, people are asking um, like Katie Sketch, like, hey, reunion tour or something I don't do stuff or whatever. And she said that I was literally told by the, those labels that we released on that if I put anything out, I will be sued. Jesus. So who knows when her contract runs out? I mean, and by now she's probably just like, fuck it. Like, they could have signed like a 10-year contract. Yeah, that's a thing. Who knows? You know what I mean? And then that's it. She can't do anything. Because she's like, well, the organ broke up, so if I do anything solo, like, I'm going to be sued? That is a fucked up place to be in. So she's put out some random things under another name with some friends. But I'm sure she's also just like, fuck this. Right. You know? You know, I'll make music for myself. Who gives a shit. <laughs> do I, do I need to be heard by everyone in the world? No. Right. Right. No. Why? Why? Yeah. And, and you, and you leave the world with this record. Great. Done.
0: Oh, I mean, think about
1: movie. it, And Think about if, think about if we would have put out a record that we just re- were super into and it didn't go anywhere and we just sort of gave up and that's it. And you have that brief period of time in your life when you can do that. But you cannot at 35 go. Matt, here's my idea. Let's right. go prove f- sure the two kids go. at home. Let's go. You don't have the like you don't have the balls to ignore everything that's going right. on. And you don't have the the physical like insanity to go touring. I mean the brief, brief stuff that we did. It was like I'm fucking exhausted, <laughs> carrying all the shit all over the place and loading stuff in from cabs into venues. And, and then the sound guys like, "Hey, wrap it up." Fuck you, man. Fuck the shit. Honestly, Matt, man, those are those are my sad kind of bad memories of live uh, performances. Of, uh, our yeah, that like. Live is so fucking annoying and well, and, you know, and, and you know what that like, is? Is that,
0: like for every band who's just like shows up and is respectful of the sound guy and is just like there to perform and make the crowd happy. There's like ten cock rock dicks who think they're fucking you know the king of the world who are just like screaming at the sound guy and being assholes to the bartender. And like I'm sure if you work in one of those clubs over time you just get jaded. Everybody walks in the door is just a dick. You know what I mean?
1: yeah yeah it's it's a it's fucking just insane and and so so you know I definitely realized right away like you have to like really be into this to wanna um take the time to get over this shit and um yeah no way so let's uh, um i wanna i so wanna listen to more music could you
0: put on um track number nine no one has ever looked so dead
1: yep Oh, <music>
0: track so i was just thinking while we were yeah. listening to that you know this is our fourth episode i don't know what order they're going to be released in but this is the fourth one that we've recorded they well, are going to go on the sure. when we say which hey, so man. the last of the in, in the order of recording however they're released the last thing we listened to is camper van beethoven which is right. very like witty but also goofy and kind of like 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 a not throwaway but like funny like they, they were taking not taking things as seriously right and then before that we had smashing pumpkins a band who takes themselves way too seriously um and then unwound who was just kind of a separate thing but like the the thing that is interesting about the organ for me is that like the word that keeps coming into my mind is earnest like they're so earnest yeah um like, they really yeah, right. want to make this album and have this sound. And and they're all working, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, every song, yeah. each, each song is, you know, different and it's its own thing. But, like, kind of all sounds the same in a
1: lot of ways. Oh, yeah, no, but in, in a great, great way. Like, they don't fuck around with this. No, uh, they,
0: it's like, this works, we're doing it for, for 11 tracks. Um, but, um, but it is interesting, too, because, like, You know, the, uh, you know, we're talking about 2004, and, and I, and I really do, in a bigger cultural sense, like, I, I think we lost something. I I hate to do the 9 11 bullshit, but I feel like the turn of the millennium, like, the, the sort of changing of the guard of, like, generational identity, the sort of rise of internet culture, like, whatever you want to sort of ascribe it to, like, like, we went into a period where, where irony was gone, where, like, um, everything was just earnest and and i feel like this album is like almost like the anthem for that period you know i
1: think that is a sort of important element to a lot of stuff i listen to i mean if if you don't have that earnestness or if it's in any way slightly contrived then i'm you know i'm out not interested or, or you have to so, take the
0: ridiculousness to a level that it is interesting
1: like yeah right but but really it's like of all the metal bands the ones that take themselves too seriously <laughs> I can't handle but then there are the bands that take themselves like beyond seriously and I'm into right. that and we'll we'll, be, we'll be talking about shit. a
0: few of them coming up because those are the ones that I really love where where they've like yeah gone so far beyond the ridiculousness of of metal that they come full circle and it's like fun again
1: it's it's a it's a weird placement i can't even like put my finger on it you know because because some some like garage rock kind of like white stripe sort of stuff does come off as like oh this is just stupid and but then you know very similar sounding other stuff there's something else sure. to it that's like okay well like is... i mean a band that so, i love
0: that we'll talk about sooner or later is japanther who are ridiculous but man they're fun and like it's fun to listen to like,
1: like lightning, oh, lightning bolt, bolt takes this yeah. fucking right. extreme which i love but um it's funny i had somebody they, offered
0: me free tickets to see lightning bolt and i turned it down <laughs> No, because like God. I've seen them so they many don't. times, and it's just like, oh, yeah. like I get about two songs in, yeah. and I, like I hear whatever yeah. that song is called, Cowboy or whatever it is, and I'm like, I'm good, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna head to the yeah. back. I'll be yeah. at the bar. Catch me later. Because like,
1: a little bit like bar or something where you're like, yeah.
0: all right. Like I'm I'm I'm,
1: I'm, I'm it's, it's all
0: 42 in a few no. weeks. My knees don't do this shit anymore. Like I'm just gonna I'm, I'll be in the back then. No, but I—I I mean, the, you know, the, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I—I I think when we get to my choice for next week's episode, you know, again, like Ernest, like maybe gone a little too far, I, I don't, we can probably have that conversation about this. The next band I have for you, but um, this is interesting because the Oregon only has one album, and they, yep. they don't have much history before this album. And they don't really have oh. any history after this album, which is kind of in terms of a podcast about music, it's a weird place to kind of look at this one like standalone thing. Like this is all the only record we have of this band and, and their sound is this one thing. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I feel myself struggling a little bit to, to talk about it because um, you know, Like unless we turn into like a track by track breakdown podcast, I, I, it's like, like this album exists in a cultural place that's like so different from me. It's like lesbian culture in Vancouver, Canada.
1: It's like, like,
0: it's such a such a unique
1: snapshot. But at the same time, it it has it has nothing to do with that too. You know, just because of this style and what they're going for is like a weird sort of homage Mm -hmm. to that era. Like they're really capturing the the way that music was recorded in that era, era and then also putting like maybe a little bit of a like disaffected punk rock sort of uh layer with the vocal even though it's it's like she has a great voice but the lyrics are a little bit like you know um just fucking skateboarding to your house and whatever it's fucking sitting in the backseat of your car, driving around bullshit, you know, but it's just sort of in this like I I don't know it's just just hard to place and it it does not say 2004 to me either, or 2003 when it was released, you know what I mean it's like, okay, that's when it came out, but that's irrelevant and it does just exist as this sort of weird its own random album that is just perfect, Mm -hmm. beginning to end it has no right. To it be is. Good.
0: It is really. <laughs> it is timeless in that way. Um, I mean, I feel like you could put
1: this on 30 years it's not, from not timeless as in, like, oh, it's going to be great forever. But it's without a time and place right. to me. You could not pull this down to a specific. You couldn't say this sounds like 2003, right? And you couldn't well, say and, it and sounds you like you know. It, when I think
0: about it, like that might be in a sense, the biggest issue that they faced is like, like, well, like when it came out, people couldn't, it it didn't sort of fit into whatever was going on at that moment because it is timeless. And so like, honestly, you know, this is, I don't know, but generally speaking, when you're making money and things are successful, people find a way to solve problems. So like, if this record was selling like hotcakes, I'm sure the labels could have sorted out their stuff. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, it never yeah, had and, a chance, and, though. And, yeah. again, if, if, it, if this was bringing in cash hand over fist, they'd have sorted it out for sure.
1: Uh, but, like, perfect example, I could not get this on vinyl and still cannot to this day because of the labels and the number of weird labels involved. And all right. I could get was send But here's, so here's my point. Like,
0: and that was like fun. Because of its timelessness, it couldn't catch the audience... And because it couldn't catch the audience, right. it couldn't catch the money. And therefore, like the record yeah. labels, everybody was like trying to take the few pennies that they could get instead of, you know, if this was a huge success, things would have been different. Um, also, it, yeah, I mean,
1: it's also a case of like after the fact, they've got yeah, yeah, you're
0: focusing on the record contract part. I'm yeah. focusing on the cultural part, which is the, um, the the timelessness of the album actually hurts it in that sense. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Although, why? Why would that hurt something? You know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's well, if, if this was like a sort of you know,
0: like a one hit wonder, like the killers, of two of these songs end up in a bunch of movies, and they do a couple tours, and they're on Letterman once or twice or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a different thing. Then you go, oh, that album is totally like straight out of two thousand four, but it it
1: didn't, you know. Well, it's also weird because you also can't go, hey, let's be on Letterman with this album that we've been playing on tour now for right. two years and that came out three years ago. I mean,
0: you can. I saw a- like, Slayer I don't play
1: think- Rain and Blood on whatever Jimmy found recently. Okay. okay. <laughs> Slayer. Let's talk about a brand new band. This sure. This is their first record. You have, and I've seen this a million times from writing about music and being a part of that is you have you have like six months you have a six month window for when that comes out to promote it to do interviews to play it live to get out there to push it whatever and then people are on to the next thing so imagine that you have all this trouble in the beginning you're trying to tour you're trying to do this shit and gradually that time just slips away because people are going when did this come out 2003 well Okay, that's great, but you need to, we need to talk about records that are you know in two thousand and five now. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna review your record. even re- you can't even review a record that's a year old. that's it's too late. Sure, so I think that's a big part of it too. If it doesn't happen right away, then then you got to move on and you either record another record and you make another go go round of it or mm-hmm. or you break up. You know, so that's what happened. So, yeah. and
0: ironically, we're left with an album with a timeless sound that kind of just hangs independent of when it was released. <laughs> it just exists. Sure, yeah. I mean, it, right. you know, I don't yeah. know anything about the people in the band, so ignoring them and their weird, drunken, contract problem story. Like, just as an album, it is yeah. nice to kind of stumble on something yeah. that has no attachment forward or backward, no, no real attachment totally. to any time in my life, no real attachment to any like big cultural moment. it just kind of exists it's it's I, I think that's why it ended up on this podcast because I can't quite think of anything else that I know of that sits in that completely right. detached space where I can just put this record on and it has no attachments personally or culturally to anything not, not even like another record
1: there are definitely right there are definitely records like that for me, but that's few and far between for sure, that just have this tiny little window and they do great work and then and they move on with well, their it, life it's, because it's a fun... Well, it's funny business. because I
0: was talking about this podcast that's with my the, wife last night over dinner and talking about some of the things yeah. that some of the records that we want to bring up and um, yeah. I, at yeah. one point I brought up the Violent Femmes and she was like, oh, they're so great yeah. until you get to all the Jesus stuff and I was like, you know, it does... Oh. That second album, once that second album exists, totally makes how you look at the first album different. Right? Sure. Like you can't ever sure. listen to the self-titled Violent Femmes album without like hearing all the Jesus stuff on the second album. Um, and, you know, yeah. for anybody listening to this podcast who is a Christian, good for you. I am not. Um, so the, even with like the Oregon with Grab That Gun, there isn't even like another record by the organ have context it's like right. it, that's what i'm saying is it, it's like so devoid of context
1: yeah you know what you're right and in that way it will forever be perfect because this is it this one record and they're done and i don't i don't ever have to worry about a billy corgan situation <laughs> well,
0: here, pick, pick a song. what's your favorite song that we haven't heard more yet more.
1: And, and... Okay. Well, what i was gonna play is a song called cool. steven smith with i found out is actually about morrissey which nobody uh had ever made really is that made his that real name before except this one uh stephen patrick
0: morrissey okay. oh it does so stephen- got it god i'm stupid all right play the song
2: Time That is such a good song, though. <laughs>
1: good and you know what's funny is like listening to the just the voice if I had never seen them I don't know what I would picture but definitely not uh the woman that's in all the like promo photos like she reminds me of like Sarah London that way that's like this is just a girl who's just just, like has an incredible voice or an incredible talent Mm -hmm. at playing drums there's there's that's it video that
0: they did for brother that you can get on youtube uh,
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely a couple of videos out there, but I mean, like, um, they just they just don't fit any sort of like, you know, manufactured.
0: Right. And anything. again, that, that was kind of yeah. sort of
1: the era when you
0: had, I mean, I guess, a little bit later for the the white stripes were a little bit earlier, but, um, but you know, you had uh, yeah. what well, Jay retard, you had the killers coming out, you had, um, like, uh well at the drive-in was over at this point but like you had these bands that didn't look like traditional rockers they didn't look like 90s rockers like they just there was again it was that moment where there 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 is a, a version of history where these unconventional ladies playing this like weird music could have been huge
1: oh fuck yes I feel like they were around that time, too, of, like, That's The Strokes. The ones I was trying to think of. Like- like we're killers, Franz Ferdinand, like, this kind of a little bit rock sound, but they weren't as, like, right just attitude. So, you know, whatever. It's a great fucking record. I hope to fucking God someone sorts out. The rights and re-releases it on vinyl oh, for God. speaking days. of record but labels i,
0: I think you know, i'm you know. going to do the disclaimer here which is um we it. we're we're playing the music in this podcast because we love it we don't have the rights to it we know that um we're just fans we just want to celebrate and discuss and argue and whatever music that we like um, so, if you own the rights to this music and you want us to take it down, please just let us know, please don't sue us we're not we're not here to uh cause any trouble we're not making any money off of this so um you know if if you have an issue with the use of the music, please let us know and we'll and we'll fix it um you know we are trying not to be dicks here i mean, we're with, trying uh, uh, emphasis on um, the attempt i think uh,
1: oh, you know what I forgot is that. Uh, yeah, they they did actually get pretty big for a second. Like they had, um, this song, is, is it brother's this the brother? first no, one? No.
0: We're going to, we'll play out on brother.
1: That was on the, an episode oh, of the L word. But like they actually, you know, we're starting to get like some serious, sure. like around 2005, six, then, you know, they just well, they, leave, leave brother on We'll we'll play out on this song. But, um, it was, a, it was a fucked up situation. Anyway, um, they also had to re- record this oh, entire geez. record twice. Because they recorded it the first time and they were like, no, this is not the sound we wanted.
0: You know and why? Because they were working with fucking Nickelback.
1: Well, or just some guy who's like, I, yeah. know, what, I know what you want. And they're like, nope.
0: I feel like half of this podcast is going to turn into us just talking about sound engineers (laughs) and their like intrusion on records. Um, So uh, the next episode Uh, talk about let's talk about my pick pick is Is. Um, so I'm going to pick we're going to go back into the sort of post metal area area I guess again post metal what does that mean anymore Um, after metal after okay (laughs) Um, but I'm going to pick an album that I know you and I both really love from a band that, that we both really love. Okay. The band is Russian circles. Yeah. And I want to pick their second
1: album, yeah. which is called station station. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Very good. Uh, well, we'll listen to that this next week yeah. and talk about uh, it. We'll, we'll, another...
0: we'll get our rock on. Um, So in the meantime,
1: this is We Listen to Records. And this is Brother from Grab Your Gun.
2: Brother, we have got to take our money